welcome to this week's episode of Not This, the podcast that seeks to deconstruct fear-based belief patterns and systems with curiosity and love. I'm your creator, Tina Marie Olson, and this week's conversation is with the beloved Rob Bell. Rob is a super important teacher of mine, and here's why. Rob creates art from his soul that calls each and every one of us forward to do the same. And so in Rob's work, what I find is parts of myself being called forward to express, to create, to expand into exactly the unique gifts that my soul came into this body called Tina to share with the world. And what bigger gift is there than to have our true soul selves called forward, granted inherent permission, not because somebody else is telling us that it's okay to do something, but rather because someone else is actually just doing the thing. And he is out there bravely making art as he is soul called, and therefore each and every one of us inherently receives that invitation and has the opportunity to say yes. So it means the world to me that he and I got to have this conversation and I hope you enjoy it. I am sending you so much love. Rob Bell. Thank you so much for joining me today. I just, mm, my heart is just so grateful. Oh, what a fantastic way to begin. Mm. So actually, I'm curious as I was feeling into like, how do you even start a conversation with somebody who in some ways I feel like I know you because I know your work, but I don't actually know you and you don't really know me that well. And I was like, well, of course, you just start with what's present in the heart right now. So what's most present in your heart right now? Um, the reason why I do something like this is because of the I don't know where the person's going to want to go. Mm-hmm. Like you, you have this podcast. You've been talking to all sorts of people. You have this whole world. And you're going to have things you're going to ask. And I have no idea what that is. So that's what present is. Mm. The, that extraordinary feeling of open. Mm. It's, like a, it's like an everything that's nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't really describe it. It's the sense of, let's see where this goes. Mm. So that's what's present. I love that so much. And I was just on a, I was just on a trail run and I feel like that's, that's why I run, especially out in vast natural spaces. It's like, there's just this, a beingness that doesn't need to be described. And I get to see the hilarity of my head. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I'm like, oh, that's what my head thinks you do to try to connect to somebody you don't know. Isn't that entertaining? Like my head thinks it's curious about what you had for breakfast and no other part of me gives a shit. 
<laughs> yeah, the, the place of peer awareness mm-hmm. where you are observing thoughts coming and going and then all perceptions and senses and colors and textures. When you realize there's a part of you that is the you behind the you behind the you that has been aware of this ex- Tina or Rob experience you've been having the whole time and you're more and more grounded in that, then your sense of wonder and awe just goes through the roof because you're like, what is this experience that we're all having here? It's like the crisis of the modern world. We're on this ball of rock hurtling through space at 67,000 miles an hour and people are rushing to, did you see what they just reported on CNN and not, (laughs) what? You know, what is this? <laughs> it's like all spiritual depth and jo- all visions for life be- sh- begin with that. Yeah. Look at me running out here in this space. What is, look at this. <laughs> yeah. And look at that tree that just compelled me to stop and touch it. Yes. Yeah. 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 And that human that I could feel needed something. And so... I just asked, Hey, spirit, take care of them. You know, like, yes, yes. All the, all the isness of everything. And one of the things that was also coming up during the run was the hilarity of we've, you know, we've connected before I got to be coached by you a few weeks ago. And I told you I wanted to go full woo. And, um, (laughs) I was like, you know, the thing that's so funny about all that is like, what, paradigm is that even coming from to have to I mean that language helps so we know how to orient ourselves but who's to say that like some major transformation I just underwent actually right before that conversation that we had wasn't related to the eclipse like I don't know all I know is transformation is happening And then a few days later, I read, oh, by the way, the cosmic energies that were coming through were this, this, and this. Absolutely. And everything, if you you just think about just pure straight science, what we are endlessly learning is about things being more connected rather than less. Yes. Whether it's from fungi, like literally mushrooms below the surface of the earth to trees. I was just on a farm and the owner of the farm was giving us a tour and he was talking about how when a tree is low on a particular nutrient it sends out a message through its root system and trees hundreds of yards and sometimes miles away will be like oh i have some of that and sent it through root system over to the tree that needs it so if you think about what we are constantly learning butterfly effect in quantum physics entanglement all we ever seem to be learning is that everything is way more connected. Even the earth care crisis that we are in is about millions of people waking up to how everything is connected in regards to the soil and weather and recycling and single use plastic. And my 11 year old daughter keeping metal straws in the glove compartment. So when we go, I'm sorry, the snack box, the snack box. Thank you. Oh, good one. Um, so you having this awareness that there's things seem to be tilted or seem to be 
pushing you a little bit along on the bike or whatever it is. And then you find out that something about the planets, which for thousands of years has been basic human wisdom. Right. Planets are doing something really rare. How would you not on earth be aware of that? Almost like the thing that now gets labeled woo, which is, oh, please, that's just like Venus in retrograde. (laughs) For thousands of years was the starting point. Yeah. You're this tiny little thing on these massive planets that are all relating to each other because that's what they're doing with their forces of gravity. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so there's, uh, and, and actually in our family, we talk often about the coming revolution that you can see all over the place where the wonderful scientific materialism that helped build hospitals and airports mm-hmm. became a paradigm and turned into a religion that actually had a narrowness to it. And you can see it now beginning to crumble as the only way to know things. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so you've been, you've been releasing episodes with your esteemed colleague, Trace. Oh, about the best. <laughs> I mean, just let's pause boy. there for a second. How does it feel to be doing, creating, co-creating that with him? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And there's the things we've been doing and then there's all the stuff that we're cooking up for the, in the future. (laughs) Yes. Honestly, Tina, it's yeah. And then watching his path and all the things over the years, Mm -hmm. if this me could go back and say to earlier me, like, Hey, dude, you got to relax, man. This thing is going to, there's going to be a plot twist here. So everything you're all, whatever you're feeling now, there's mm-hmm. a plot twist coming that is going to completely melt your heart and brain. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I often feel like I'm watching my own life, uh, holding the popcorn. And I mean, I know this is yes. classic observer shit. Like this isn't, but, but okay. I really do. <laughs> right. The cliches are for a reason. Right. But I really do have that sense that there's times that I'm sitting unattached, just curious about what's going to happen, eating the popcorn. Right. Right. Other times I'm fully in that main character and I'm so turned upside down by what she's going through and everything in between, you know, and. Right. Yeah. There are moments when all you it is such an overpowering experience. All you can do is perceive the senses that are coming at you faster than you can even process them. And there are other moments you're floating above the whole thing, like a drone shot going, Oh, look, mm-hmm. look at this. Oh, Oh yeah. We know what this is. You're already smiling. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like gradually your sense of self is both more grounded than ever in body and and physicality and also aware that your body is something happening within you mm-hmm. that that there's a larger you-ness within which all of this physicality is happening yeah yeah and so you're moving it's not one or the other it's moving in among them at different times mm-hmm. yeah and you know in yoga they say root to rise right and and a lot of teachers might say that over and over and over again and so it becomes kind of you could not pay attention to the depth of it, right? But root to root rise. Root to rise. 
So in order, in order for us to be our full expanded tree branches yeah. going off in every direction, you know, that those roots, that trunk, our connectedness to the ground, our full embodiment has yes. to be just as deep, right? I mean, aren't the valleys in the ocean deeper than <laughs> right. any mountain there is on the earth, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, right, right. Oh, see, I like that. Like if you want to, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I was recently working with somebody who, uh, I know you know this, like you sense right away what's happening with the person, like in your, um, but all, your, all you have is the poetry or the image of it. And what was interesting with him is he was so poetic that you immediately were like, I, I wonder if he struggles to take out the trash. Mm-hmm. And he had this lovely Southern sort of charm. And I was like, maybe for you, the goal is on earth first, then heaven. <laughs> Let's start on earth. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of, I love to just call it earth school. Cause it's just that reminder that we all came here to learn things. <laughs> We're all in different courses and it reminds me of how vastly different, like Trace just graduated from UCLA, right? Like he could have yeah. chosen any major, any number of thousands of courses to create what became his diploma, right? And so we're all yes. here for different courses. Yeah. And sometimes we're lucky enough to get to consciously know what that course is. And so we get to interact with it. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> like, we're, other... it's like we're synced up with it a little more in real time. Like, yeah. oh, I see what this is. And other times it has like a seven year gap, <laughs> like a time delay, right? Where you're like, oh, that's what that was, got it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I had a celebration for myself. I graduated from a PhD program that I never knew I enrolled in. Did you, did you on earth do that? No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, sometimes you're being dragged along for the ride and and kicking and screaming and wondering where the hell, and, and at the same time, I feel that there's just this constant generosity of spirit that we're given exactly the amount of information that serves us best. So sometimes having the conscious awareness of what earth school course you're in allows you to be a really great student, allows you to get other people on board with you or, or, you know, take on the things. And other times it's like, no, if you had known where this whole thing was going, (laughs) you might've tried to eject. (laughs) Absolutely. And the, I often interact with people who are like, oh, if I just do that now, I was like, hold on. What you know now and are so grateful you know now came in to you in bits and little pieces along the way. Mm-hmm. If it all came to you at once, you would probably have spontaneously combusted. Like the only way you could have gotten to this place that you are so grateful for is that it came with this lesson and this tweak and Mm -hmm. it took a while because everything that matters generally takes a while. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So along that theme, I watched an introduction to joy again last night uh, in preparation for having this conversation and just to feel back into that energy of what was last year for you in your work. And so one of the first things that came through for me is when I, I know you've said before that you feel that you're here to spread joy. (laughs) And for me, um, I 
feel that I'm here to be a beacon of unconditional love. So when we talk about energies of joy and unconditional love, these are like vast oceans that we couldn't even begin. You could name it, you could get in it, you could surf it, you could get tossed around in it, but we can't really understand it, right? So what I'm curious about is when you dove into the ocean of bringing something like an introduction to joy out into the world, like what did joy do to you? or for you? Yeah, great question. Well, I immediately, whenever you do a big word, like love or joy, uh, I immediately, I had been doing these shows where I showed pictures and I, all those ridiculous pictures I'd taken on my iPhone. And I noticed that the sequencing of the pictures and the pictures that I would show people that were just stuff around here in Los Angeles that everybody else was driving by as well. Mm-hmm. I noticed there was something incredibly powerful about the granular nature of it. Like that billboard, that car that my neighbor has parked in their driveway. And one night after one of those shows, my wife, Kristen, she said, That's my, that might be the closest we get to you showing us how you see the world Mm. is all these pictures you take in the course of your life. And then your what you see in that scene and the, the it's, it's not, it's funny, but it's some sort of appreciation for all the stuff that's so easy to just slip over. Mm -hmm. So that's actually how it started is I kept thinking, how could I create this, experience grounded in these just truly my grandma used to say ordinary household ingredients anytime you'd compliment her cooking like ordinary household ingredients but like ordinary household ingredients you know what I mean Mm -hmm. could I craft like a two-hour experience that somehow through its sheer everydayness Mm -hmm. you would be you would end up going somewhere and almost like um, how to see. So like even the way the show is structured with the, there's the whole first run of just like, okay, yeah, I guess, what is this like stand up? Then there's that middle Ecclesiastes section. And then at the end, there's a whole, another run of those pictures. But at the end, you, the viewer, have just had this experience. So now you're seeing the pictures differently. Oh, and by the way, Kristen came to one of the shows and she's like, oh, the structure of Cause at the middle is that whole light, heavy light. Mm-hmm. She's like, you realize the whole show is structured, light, heavy light. Mm. And the lightness at the very, very end, those last few photos. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so did yeah, you find yourself being transformed by that same light, heavy light as you went through? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially when you go on a tour and you do the same thing in lots of different cities. Um, you're having a fresh experience with, I'm not going out to give the audience the show. I'm going to experience the show as well. I just happen to know what the show is, although I'm also witnessing to it. Like I'm laughing with you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the um, almost like the question behind your question is, is it possible to stand on stage and do the show for the 33rd time and be laughing at it, even though you've laughed at this publicly 33 times? And the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. You can like, it was almost like an exercise in beginner's mind. Mm-hmm. My friend Paul, who's in his smoking that cigar in his mm-hmm. backyard, um, doing that picture, showing people that picture and reading that text he sent me and laughing because it's genuinely <laughs> finding the joy in that again and again and again was almost like the exercise mm. of the whole tour. <laughs> not interesting? It, well, it makes complete sense because if I was going to attempt to give you some sort of a picture of what brings me joy in a single day, you'd probably get a video of a squirrel running around in my backyard that I yeah. watched for like an excessively long period of yeah. time. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly, exactly. It's not about all the things that, whether you want to call it the ego or the, just the temporary fixes, those are not things that bring us joy. Right. The things that we think we have to chase or that, you know, is, is going to somehow, no, that's just, that's just not how it works. But of course, I love how thoroughly you went in. And of course, if somebody hasn't had the experience they might not fully know, but maybe it's giving an invitation or a seed yeah. to go fully in instead of leaving their toe in the cynicism. I'm also curious if, and this is just based upon my own experiences when I dive a level deeper into whatever the more expansive thing is, the next version of me, Yeah, I all of a sudden find a place of cobwebbed, you know, for example, with your show, one of your one of the thesis, the, we, did we ever land on what that is, plural? <laughs> thesis is? Yeah. Um, is that cynicism is lazy. So I'm curious mm-hmm. if you found any cobwebbed cynicism oh. within yourself. Well, that was a while ago that I remember seeing that about cynicism like how insidious and how subtle cynicism is. And um, like I, oh, okay. So, so that's actually the thing. The thing is to move the other direction from cynicism, which means opening your heart and running all the risk. Cause cynicism is often because the person got wounded. <laughs> so, okay. So keep your heart. So actually the tour itself is how to, how to clear out the cobwebs go try something it's two what was it 2019 go around the world talking about joy that's ridiculous mm. most of my work is some i'm going towards this because it saves me from cynicism the work itself you know what i mean yeah i'm gonna try this I'm going to try this over and over again and see what happens mm. because that's the only way open your heart up even more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't think of anything specifically other than the act itself is, is the answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that makes a ton of sense from, from you've kind of bridged the gap between the outsider's perspective and, and you, which is, that by the time you even get there, it's done its work on you already. <laughs> it's done some, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's done something. And then the only interesting thing is, could I somehow take the experience I've had here that helped and structure it and arrange it 
that other people might, it's not just see what I saw, but mm -hmm. obviously see whatever beyond. It's not just, oh, I want people to see this. It's I want people to see this knowing that the space that gets created for them to see it, they'll probably see things way beyond me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I also, I mean, we've got in, in personal growth, transformation, spirituality, whatever you want to call it, we've got a lot of people out there kind of, it feels to me like screaming, even though it might not, I don't know, be in capital letters, <laughs> but it's on the internet. Here, look at what I did. I, this happened. I did this. You can be better from this too, which is great. I mean, that like we all need guides or Sherpas or whatever. And also to me, what's about, what about that? What, what about that makes you want to throw up in your mouth? Well, because it's not, <laughs> it's devoid of the experience. <laughs> it's so like, Oh, it's somebody having an experience and then telling and then taking what they learned and it feels too packaged up. To uh, got it. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So like, yes, a deep yes to other humans having experience and sh bravely sharing from their hearts and being willing to shepherd others. Right. Like that, all of that feels so nourishing. And I feel like what you give is I'm going to show you some about my experience. And I'm going to give you a window into where I'm at, but you get to fill in all the details. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, to me, only, that's just like, yeah, it's so much The only expansive. guru who can help you, the only guru who can help you is the guru who keeps reminding you, you don't need a guru. Mm -hmm. So you, we do need teachers. We do need Sherpas, mm -hmm. but the only ones that can help are the ones who never, they're constantly breaking down the idea that they have some magic you don't so you you have to at every stage be aware of anything that has gotten created in the space that says i have something that you don't and it's all the thing that whatever it is that you are resonating with within me is because it's within you mm -hmm. um so i have this i have this idea of this thing i'm working on called quote yourself oh <laughs> which is that, um, that tendency you'll notice with somebody who's always quoting other people as an authority. Mm -hmm. But the gift of those people is you learning to trust your own experience. So if you were to ask all those people that you're quoting, they would probably ask you a bunch of questions about your experience and what you've known to be true. And the reason why you're drawn to them is because something within you knows this. They are causing something within you to resonate. And so it's less you getting something they have than more the you remembering. Mm -hmm. um, because it's quite easy for these structures of authority to remain firmly in place, which is some people have the magic and some people don't. Mm -hmm. So yes, thank you for nodding to that in my work. I'm constantly um, tuned, hopefully, to taking apart any structure that says I have something you don't. Well, I feel like for me, it's the reason why you've been such an important teacher because I don't feel the desire to give you any of my power. Um, oh, I good, feel, right. yeah, <laughs> I feel empowered. I don't want it. No, no, neither of us. That doesn't work out well yeah. for anybody, you know? Right, right, and, right, right. Um, so when I, 
<laughs> the word transmission is coming through when I listen to one of your transmissions. I don't even know. There we That's go. Just nice. What it is, right? Nice. I'll but start like, telling people that please. I'm in the transmission business. <laughs> I like that. And then they get to interpret it however they want. Exactly. Um, but if I'm on a walk, for example, and I'm listening to a podcast of yours, what I feel is that I'm then in an expansive space where stuff that's meant for me, it's like yes. my hose yeah. that may yeah. have been kinked is now open to be yeah. receiving whatever's meant to be coming through for me. And I had that yes. same experience in the workshops I've attended with you in person, there's something about your energy field that also does that. So it's not just, well, language, I mean, it's, it's, you can't separate the two, but being in your field for me is an expansive experience that calls some part of my field forward and allows like additional awareness to come yeah. to fruition for me. Yeah. Yeah. What you were saying about the energetic field is your it's it's almost like your cre your it's like one of those like cartoons where there's the bubble that protects everybody from the bad guy it's just whatever gift you're giving is creating enough mm -hmm. of a protection or a space so that the person can listen to the deep knowing and trust it and it's like almost the muscular, especially in those two days when person after person after person, you're like, hey, look at so-and-so. They're learning to trust that the thing within them has been telling them the truth the whole time. Next person, what have you been, been told the whole time? Next person. It's like everybody's just round after round after round. Everybody's like getting better shape. Just listen to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It also reminds me of the analogy of the fact that we are each other's mirrors and What's beautiful about that is that like, for example, I could sit in front of you and you could mirror back to me things that I couldn't or wasn't currently seeing. And now that I can see it clearly, it, it, I move forward. It's like obvious and almost easy. Like, oh, right. that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we a, need each other to hold mirrors. I know you're not a woman, but if you're trying to do makeup, mascara would end up in your eye or all over your forehead if you didn't have a mirror, you know, it's kind of basic. <laughs> yes. But I think what gets so complex about that is that it's simplicity. You have a clear mirror sitting across from you, but in a lot of life, I like to call it funhouse mirrors because people are still thinking or reacting in a way that they believe that somebody else's projection is saying something about fundamentally true about them. It might be saying something about, you know, something that's transpiring, but not, it's not who you are. Some, someone's fun house, inaccurate, you know, yeah. right. Right, right, right. isn't who you truly are, right, but right. that like that in and of itself, I think is, I mean, at least for me, it was like years of work. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, even facing that people who cannot celebrate who you are and your strength and power and talent and influence, whatever it is, then that person can't be your, they can't be your friend or they get moved out a couple of rings. Mm -hmm. Like I've just noticed so many people like, well, Hey, they hold me accountable. No, they keep in pat. They keep in play 
a pattern of you feeling terrible about yourself. Mm-hmm. That's or or they've come to believe that the mirror holding that this person was doing was they always cut me down to size. Mm, let's start with they believe in you. They have a long history of celebrating who you are, and you trust them enough to tell you the truth. How about let's maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The funhouse mirror is a good way to put it. Um, oh, that's all their stuff. That's actually mm-hmm. their stuff they're holding up for you. So yeah, and actually with those two day events, hopefully it's helping people experience a mirror that has no horse in the race mm-hmm. other right. than basic human love for you to be thriving. Like I got, uh, well, like, oh, what was it the other day? You would love this. Somebody said, oh, do you like my book title? We were working on whatever the... <laughs> And I was like, here's the thing, right, right. But it was like, a, do, you, do, you, do you like it? Do you think it's good? And I said, well, here's, you have to understand, I'm holding up a mirror. It doesn't, doesn't matter, matter what I think. Now I'm going mm-hmm. to tell you that when you said the title, you're clearly bored by it. Mm. So it doesn't matter whether I like it. What's interesting is there's some better title. Otherwise, you wouldn't even be asking me about it. Mm-hmm. And when you say it, your face scrunches up. Really mm-hmm. basic observation. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. And well, and what's so interesting to me about that is what hugely large percentage of the time people unconsciously are reacting to that. So if, if it was a different interaction and the person said to their friend, do you like my book title with that same scrunched face and all that, then that's, that's guaranteeing the other reaction already. Right. It shouldn't have with it the awareness to say, but it's actually you who doesn't like it. It's not me. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Or the person who's like, do you think that's a good business idea? Uh, I'm not in the business of evaluating whether or not it's a good business idea. (laughs) I'm interested in whether this is an idea you would like to try. Because if you're asking, is it is it good idea? Meaning, is there a guarantee? Okay, there, there are none. Would you like to give the next 18 months to give me this one a shot? I would, okay. Then we've already left behind success and failure because it's all success. You decide to try this, you tried it. Lovely. Mm. <laughs> so that's interesting what you just helped me see. Um, at, this ancient, well, I don't know how old it is. There's a Quaker, have you ever heard of a Quaker clearing committee? <laughs> okay, it's this ancient practice. Um, I say, I keep saying ancient, but it's, you know, it's like 200 years old or something. <laughs> you, Tina, are having, like, you're trying to decide whether to take this job and move to Des Moines or whatever it is. You tell your friends, um, would you all do a clearing committee with me? There's some very, there's a whole list of rules, but it's, I did one one time for somebody who was thinking about running for office. And so what would happen is your friends would come over to your living room and sit in a circle and you would state what your question is. I'm trying to decide whether or not to take that job and move to Des Moines. And then your friends would sit in silence and then they would proceed to ask you questions. that um and one of the rules it's something about you're not allowed to have any objective in your question other Mm. than you are giving yourself with your actual presence to helping your friend discern so you are just going to ask them the most thoughtful insightful questions that you can and you have no agenda now i did what i went to one one time and it was 
a, a really profound experience. Simply everybody being free from any like agenda for the person. Just that alone mm-hmm. um, was, oh, it's extraordinary. Just taking that like sort of power dynamic out of it. There are two things that strike me about that as like kind of necessary foundational elements. One is the sacred container that you have to get over your own shit about it before you go sit down for your friend, right? So like, if I'm gonna miss the person terribly, right, right, then I can't, I'm either not showing up for the committee or I gotta get, I gotta get through my own stuff. I'm like, I'm like the antennas all got junk on it, right? Right, and then the other element of it coming from a handful of years ago, I did a professional coach training and it's teaching you, I mean, it's really teaching you how to ask better questions is the heart of it, you know, but what it makes you realize, because you start then going into the world and obviously paying attention to what comes out of your own mouth, but then also watching what comes out of everybody else's mouth. In general, people ask pretty terrible questions a lot of the time. (laughs) Uh, So it feels to me like there's a tradition, obviously, in that where you would, you'd be raised in an energy of understanding like what that looks like to sit and witness for yeah. someone else and right. be able to come up with a question that's insightful that actually helps them do their own exploration. Like that's an art. I guess it's an art yeah. is what I'm getting. <laughs> Absolutely. And even your awareness of how, like, like, if they move away, I'll miss them and that's fine. We'll be fine. We'll all, we'll all be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. the question asking that lots of people by the way want to talk about question asking i'm sure you've seen this mm. people realizing there's a whole world of interesting things happening around them all the time and they aren't asking the questions to get to it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh the um uh what was it last year this friend of mine went uh, one of two of my best friends they're married um she went through chemo and they live across the country and I was on tour and was in a city near them. And so they came and I hadn't seen her since she'd finished the chemo. And mm-hmm. so she walked in the restaurant and I didn't realize she'd lost all her hair. Mm-hmm. So it was like this, um, but she was like glowing cause she was going to mm-hmm. die. I mean, she could have died and she did it. So it was like seeing them was so powerful. And we sat down and Tina, I, we sat down and I said, what's it like? Mm-hmm. Like going through chemo, realizing you could die, losing your hair as a woman in her early fifties. Yeah. I just, all I said was, what, what's it, what, what's it like? And her husband said, oh, he said, you're the first person mm-hmm. to ask. And I was like, nobody has, she said, most people told her about where she should get a wig, mm-hmm. but she looked badass bald. But I was so struck with like, what's it like is three words, four words contracted to three words. Do you know what I mean? And as obvious as it gets, mm-hmm. and I'm the first person to ask. Ugh. I feel like this goes full circle back to the introduction to joy and the going all the way in. Because I, I think part of the reason that we've lost our curiosity and ability to ask really good questions, I think most people are afraid of the answers. <laughs> We haven't lost our ability to ask the questions. It's what that's what we do. <laughs> no, I mean, but I had to completely undo myself. I, yeah, I, right, right, I right, as yeah. a soul had to undo myself. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 
you had to rebuild the mainframe so that whatever the answer was, you were like, oh, okay, we'll work with that then. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and, right, right. um, right. My God, some of the most profound experiences I've had would be like sitting on an airplane and it was before takeoff. So I was on the phone with a family member and I don't know at the time uh, if it was mentioning my dog passing or my dad passing, but both were significant events and they transpired in short time from one another. And I got off and, and a man sitting next to me says, oh, I'm sorry about your loss. And I said, thank you. And he proceeds to share with me that, I mean, all kinds of what you and I would call crazy shit, like super dark, super deep trauma, right? Like stuff oh, that you right. only hear about in a movie or something like right, that. Like right, I right. didn't know somebody until this moment. And I mean, I listened, my heart was wide open and my face didn't change because it didn't, none of it scared me. Uh -huh. I was just able to hold loving space for him, but that's because I've had to go there and hold yeah, that loving yeah. space right, for me. Right, 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 right. So your ability to interact with him is based upon all the places you've gone. Exactly. And if you haven't gone those places in yourself, then this person is a terribly threatening, destabilizing experience. Whatever you do, please don't bring up that as opposed to right. we can go anywhere yeah. and we're going to be okay. And as a matter of fact, we'd rather go to the deep stuff because all this other shit is. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And 96% of the energy of the universe is some sort of dark matter or dark energy, black holes, et cetera. And we don't quite exactly know what all that is, but we know that it's somehow central to the life of the universe. So there's probably all sorts of life in there. Right. Yeah. That's right. so true. Yeah. Oh my goodness. My Kristen and I often will say this, we'll say, do you notice that no one, so-and-so didn't ask us about whatever it was that was like mm. the obvious thing in the interaction. Mm -hmm. And we've often said, yeah, Kristen will often say, I'll be like, do you realize they didn't ask what, and Kristen will say, yeah, because they don't want to know. Because <laughs> if they know, who knows what that would mean for them? They might have to do a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. mm. So good. So you recently released Everything is Spiritual. And yes that to me is your whole soul pouring through your body out into a book <laughs> and then releasing it as a gift. Thank but you. it's like soul babies into the Thank world you. and each human Thank gets you. their own soul baby. If you choose to. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I'm going to tell my publisher that you said that. <laughs> so what does it feel like to have your soul in book version out in the world? That's fantastic. That's like the best, oh yeah. It's like, this is the 11th book hmm. and it feels like the 10, which, which have their own lovely life. But this felt like learning to write again. Like it was some sort of the first book of the next mm -hmm. rest of my life. Was, yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it felt very uh, like tender and thrilling um 
Yeah, and and you I, you, I know you would find this interesting. How many interviewers would start trying to talk about it in their first question? Like, wow, blah, 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 blah. and I would sometimes I would just say, it's a feeling, isn't it? And they all go, yes. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> There's a feeling baked into it of life is heartbreaking and turbulent and all these aches and pains and yet there's something in all of it mm -hmm. that never stops inviting you to keep going into new spaces and you're going to be okay even when you're not um and there's that propulsive feeling of life that just won't let you go and they all yes yeah yeah okay it's a it's a feeling mm. masquerading as a book <laughs> what language do you currently have for like how that sets your work on a trajectory from here? That in the same way that I'm answering this question slower, <laughs> there's a world of depth and wonder and truth and feeling if you slow down a half step and that there's an energy there that is not a movement frenetic outpouring energy there's a deep grounding earth spirit soul energy so moving slower with less effort and ac outward activity that's actually where all the real power is you know that's you know exactly what i'm talking about that's mm -hmm. partly it mm. you know that's that's a that's actually a big part of it so I, I and and you know mind what's the question oh yeah what's what right. you just saying the question of that okay yeah yeah i got four things on that whoa that's amazing you got, how you just came up with all that Mm -hmm. mm, slow down mm -hmm. there's probably less word those words probably have a an exponentially more intense energetic imprint if i'm just waiting to see what they are in their own time um which is some of that's first and half of life second half of life some of that's just sinking from mind into heart there's a different ways you could name it but yeah that's the big mm. thing that's the big thing. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for being brave enough to allow your soul to speak in that way. Mm, that's great. That's funny that you say that because just before this interview, I was um, sketching mm -hmm. the next book, which has come together nicely. So, but what's interesting is I, I was thinking about its structure, but then I just started sitting, seeing where the pen wanted to go on the page just to almost like before I start typing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like explore it, sit with it. We're in no rush. Mm -hmm. Almost like sit and wait and find out what it is. And then when you start typing, it'll be way easier because you lived with it and found its soul and you, and you danced with it a bit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. As opposed to like 10 year, years ago, Rob would be like, what? <laughs> 
That was for those of you on a podcast, typing <laughs> fingers. Obviously. And I mean, just attack it. Like, you know, just attack it. Take the whatever coaching class, just take it, get all the information, go. Wait, listen. And then everything you need will be right there. And then when you do go, it will, it will, you will go with so much less effort, so much more efficiency in the best sense of the word. Mm-hmm. That's how, that's, that's, that's how I would summarize it all now. Um, this is probably obvious to you, but I'm curious to kind of go into it a step deeper. Are there like multiple parts or aspects that are asking to be listened to you as you create this thing before you try to, yeah. 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 Because the like book, like the structure, what's it about? What's the subtitle? What's on the flap copy? What's how many sections does it have? Yeah. Yeah. I got those. Yeah. I can do, I can, um, yeah, I know exactly what it is, but then it's sinking into it and finding all these little spaces where, Oh wait, that story you wouldn't have thought goes in this book Mm. because it seems like it doesn't fit. Oh no, it does fit, but then it makes the book even more wider and unexpected and, Mm like a mosaic of all these weird little tiles that have been whatever stitched together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. what, so you're right. There's like basic, what's a, what's the, how do you craft that sentence? But then there's, what does this part want to do? Mm-hmm. Which then takes you into, is it already almost like you're already interviewing the thing? Like it already exists. Yes. What are you? Who are you? What mm-hmm. do you want to be? Oh, I actually ran something by Trace yesterday about the book. This or this? And he was like, oh, that. I was like, okay, good. So um, just little feelings about it, like subtle shifts that affect whole pieces. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's how mm. it works. Oh, it's so, it's beautiful because it's um, an act of complete trust of absolutely co-creation of self and spirit and those who you're bringing along mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for the ride instead of the the mind's way, way that it likes to work is we've done this before we know what we're doing we're gonna do this we're gonna and we could bing yeah. bang and it's like well first of all we hope that something would stop us from continuing to do it that way because we're just missing so much right <laughs> yeah 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 that definitely is part of it like i know how to do this is not the most interesting sentence here. Mm-mm, mm-mm. The most interesting sentence is, how else does this want to surprise me? With what else is going on in it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Um, so I also re-listened to your podcast at the beginning of this year with Lissa Mandel. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I was drawn to it is you had just taken a, a hiatus giving yourself space to go through the process, whatever transformative process was working on you at the time. And so I felt this quality in your voice and in your, in your transmission Uh uh (laughs) of like this openness, this rawness, and it was beautiful. And one of the things that I found myself in is I've gathered that both of us live with a ton of joy and love and play and exuberance and laughter. And 
it seems that we're both carrying around this like indescribable, unresolvable pain that just has like taught us everything and done everything for us. And at the same time, my curiosity goes to like, so when Trace graduated, um, do you know if he had to file for graduation? I did when I was at UC Davis. So I'm assuming it's probably similar, but basically, Hey, this is a large institution. They're not keeping track of you. You're advocating for yourself that I'm ready. And then they give you your diploma. And otherwise, I mean, you could finish your coursework and wow. Not, yeah, ev- right. not ever graduate. Right. So the reason that's present for me is I'm super curious if I'm like, hey, universe, source, God, creator, like, is it just a matter of me filing for graduation from this pain I've been carrying around? Because I have learned so much. I think I've done well in my earth school courses. And like, I don't know if I really need to to carry this anymore. Correct. Well, you do know. Notice, you Mm -hmm. do know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So something about that story worked for a while for you. Maybe it helped you connect with others. Maybe it, it was something you were working through, but perhaps if that's the image you did work through it, like, like notice how you don't have tons of questions about things you've been through in the past, but probably at some point you did have questions. What was that? What? how did that but like now if I'm like, okay, let's go back to your twenties and find out like, oh God, done it. So literally if it's like walking a path, you walked through that section of town, did it. Mm-hmm. So even the story you were telling me about, about we have this, um, I don't know. I don't know if you do. Maybe you did at one point. It doesn't sound like you do. Mm-hmm. So and it's a much more interesting question is, are you okay if you're just like a fairly happy, content person doing her work mm. in the world with, with power and clarity? Mm-hmm. Does there need to be this other thing that you're telling about yourself? Like, yeah. but I've been through some stuff. Well, if we interact, you'll probably pick that up right away. So I don't need really the lead with that anymore. Right, right, right. I don't need my like street cred card that I, right. I can actually go right. there. <laughs> right. So what's really interesting is pain can easily be a way of clinging to identity Mm -hmm. um and like uh you can even see the people who come from um whiteness and privilege desperately trying to let everybody know that they can relate or they care or that and something about it is like you just 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 be present the moment will tell you what you need to you don't have to do. You don't have to do any PR for yourself. You don't have to weave a tail. You know what I mean? Energetically, it just feels like, ah, oh, just relax. You don't have to Instagram a black square to be a good human being. Like we got you, you're okay. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Even proving that you can relate, just be a human and show up. It's people are okay with you being you. You don't need to be something else. Um, yeah, so maybe for you, it's like it's a little extra clutter to the story that's no longer needed. Mm-hmm. I know. And trusting um, most of all that you can show up for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There. I mean, there. Are, I'm sure there are moments you and I could have conversed, and I would have been like, 
I could have named a specific thing that I was like working through or coming mm. to understand that I didn't understand before, like whatever relation to past family of origin experiences that were sort of like almost like a knot, but then I got untied. Um, so I'm sure there'll be more, but I just like at the moment, I, I can't think of anything that I'm like sort of processing at the moment. Um, Which is amazing on multiple levels. One, that we as humans can get, can, can exist in a space without having to be in opposition to something, right? Absolutely. And without having to have our existence defined by being wounded by something or having something to heal or whatever. And all that stuff is very real. That's people's human, that's earth school for whatever people earth are school, going right. Um, And also then what gets me really curious is then okay, what's the next point of expansion? Right. When you're not having to right. look back and clean up. <laughs> Absolutely. When you've cleaned up, now you're now it's just showing up. And now, yeah. And so easily those become identities get crafted around that mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so I know a guy who I don't think I've ever had a conversation with him that he doesn't mention the church that booted him out 10 years ago and and the last conversation we had i was like hey let's just move on from that story shall we you're bored telling it <laughs> mm. like yes it's a part of your thing sure fine it happened yeah but like i don't look at you and like you're this person to me mm -hmm. just be right. that person right right because those stories that hold us back are so uninteresting to others. I mean, when you're in the pain or the trauma or whatever, no, like it's empathy and compassion and you're pouring love in, but over time, when it just is a story of the mind, then it's like, right. that's right. not, Hey, what's so much more interesting to me is what you're creating or what you just discovered making. that your yes. soul has yes. chosen for you that you never knew you were really good at. And now, you know, you're really good at it and you're embracing it. <laughs> Yes, the world is asking to be ordered in new ways. Can you not look around and see some stuff that's really broken? Like, <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so this brings me to um, what you and Trace have been working on with the spiral dynamics. And you mentioned briefly the colors um, that are after. Yeah, yellow. Right, Yellow. turquoise and coral. Mm -hmm. Okay. Will you give me just like a snippet of each of those? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know why it's called spiral? Is it's called spiral because they tend to oscillate from more individual to more communal. Mm -hmm. So archaic individual purple communal they tend to oscillate. So if yellow moves second tier integral tends to be more individual than mm. then turquoise is more communal. So you'll see. So the move from yellow into turquoise is the as the creation of integral spaces, mm -hmm. um, where where all spaces within you are affirmed. Uh, uh, like you can think about green, is aware that you know Africa is my neighbor. We're all connected. Um, turquoise takes you into actual entanglement. Like you see that you your quantum physics begins no it's not just that like that horrible police brutality is in is 
all of our problem, but it takes you into, you know, everything is connected with everything at every level. Right. Um, so not just a moral or an emotional connection, but flow systems, an awareness of larger patterns that are at play in all of this. Yeah. And then at, at Turquoise and the Coral, you, you, um, the awareness of the formlessness after forms, um, emptiness, this awareness that your awareness itself, that Tina's awareness is, your consciousness is that through which you have experienced everything in your life. But if you were to name and describe for me what you're aware, the qualities of your awareness, if you said it's blue, no, no, no. Blue is something that you are aware of but the awareness itself has no qualities. The moment it has a quality, so there's something about your essential awareness that is that through which you've experienced everything, and yet it has, it's all qualities. But then, um, and I'm quoting Trace here, who I'm sure is quoting some other teacher, but Trace talks about all qualities and no qualities. Mm. So there's this fundamental contradiction at the heart of this human experience that which has always been with us so then you start coming to see a, a it's almost like someone drew a yin yang symbol and knew what they were talking about so then you move into yin yang then you move into the oneness and union beyond those yeah, that's that's what you, that's what you start to get into mm-hmm. and then and then everything is spiritual science materiality bodies yeah that's what happens mm. Thank you for sharing that. Um, my own journey has been so, it's asked me to go to so many places that don't make any sense to my brain. Yes. And yes. a lot of, um, you know, it's often that even excessive Googling won't really get you no. <laughs> anywhere. No, <laughs> no. And there's Very a desire true. on some level to allow the mind to keep enough, like my head is attached to my body. (laughs) (laughs) You have to keep it all unified and integrated. And that's Mm -hmm. always the trick. The trick is uh, I'm going to go make some dinner in a little bit. Like Mm -hmm. that's actually the art of it is staying here on earth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and the very real the very real things that we can't explain that. So like, for example, my personal experience as of late is one where I've come to the realization that if I am willing to work on the energy of something, then the situation in, in my reality experience can actually resume flow. And that if I just try to push through, then... Ooh. Right. And um, I mean, you know, when you ask the question, do you know why it's called spiral? It's like, there's so many reasons, right? Because even that someone who had, has a relatively narrow experience still may be able to understand something that I said around that. Right. It's, it's just, we're, it's, we're constantly going in and out of the same concepts and, and just integrating more and. Yes. Yes. Well said. (laughs) <laughs> well said. 
we're coming back. We've been here before, but now we've been here before with all the experience of earlier. So it's got more fullness and contradiction and complexity and unity in some strange way. Yes. Mm. There you go. Yeah. It's all perfect. (laughs) We just get to enjoy it. So this is going to be Um, I think my last episode for 2020. So I find it simultaneously extremely humorous that there's so much made of what 2020 has been because just because we changed the calendar over, you know, all these systems that we've now seen are broken aren't going to be fixed on January 1st, right? Right, right, right. And at the same time, I think we also have a cosmic reason to believe that new energies are coming in, new eras is coming. It just, we might be on the bridge of building it for a while, right? So I'm curious, like what are some of the things that are just nearest and dearest to your heart from 2020? Well, the number of times people were experiencing a disorientation or a discombobulation or realizing that they were in the midst of some sort of Sabbath and going, oh, this is what you've been talking about. Mm. and it's heartbreaking and there's literally a rising death toll and there's financial stress everywhere. But the number of people who are like, why am I doing that job? Why are we living there? So my work has always had, has always been about new creation, which will always have a, an edge of disruption. What are you doing? Like, look at this extraordinary thing it is to be you. I'm just holding up a mirror in case there's something within you, there's some question that's being asked and it's time to answer it. And then watching this pandemic in its, at times do that in line with what we know about wisdom for thousands of years of how we grow and open up. So part of it's just been like, oh, it's awful. And even having how many people, the disclaimers, watching everybody do disclaimers all the time has been, you know what I mean? Like, I know this has been a horrible year for lots of people, but just watching modern folks get the whole bubble pierced mm. on this idea that the whole thing was always about smooth sailing. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm guess a very disjointed answer because I'm trying to be true to how it's all felt like it's quiet and businesses are boarded up and it's tragic and it's doing things in people that will have effects for years and years and years and years and years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And even the fact that at the moment when we're most fatigued and like enough of this, it's now it's worst ever. So it's calling all sorts of new reserves of resilience which, wow, you're living in history. We've always been living in history. Yeah, so just lots of wows. Mm. And I've been in my house with my family. I was just going to say. And then Trace and I are cooking up all sorts of stuff. So all those sorts of things that are just, who saw that coming? Awesome. And from what you can see ahead, which, I mean, I think if this year has taught me anything it's it was interesting actually i was already getting a nudge to not make plans for 2020 like early on in the year yeah yeah 
it just felt like, no, don't plan a big trip. No. Yep. Yep. So take this question in in the energy it's intended, which is like what that you can see right now that's ahead. Are you most excited about? The fact that almost nothing is scheduled, Mm. actually nothing scheduled. That's what's interesting to me. Just hold on, hold on. You'll know. No, I have the, the whole, most of the touring will be canceled. I'm not to my guess. So it will be like this year. It will show me what it wants to be in real time. So that's what it is. Keeping actually right before this interview, sitting in the chair right behind me, letting the space open up. Okay. Surprise me. I'm open. Mm. Isn't that just so delicious? Like if I have a wish for all the human beings who are stuck in struggle and suffering right now, and I honor the very deep pain, I honor the very deep disruption, and also the part that's struggling and suffering, that's the part that can be released, right? That's the part that that we can not start pulling against. Like what I would wish for all the humans is like, to receive the gift that is presence and letting life unfold for us. Because I feel like as a society, we were so on autopilot and it was cause, I mean, it had already hit a fever pitch. I just didn't have any idea what was going to stop it. (laughs) Absolutely. Very true. Yeah. Mm. Well, thank you for sharing your heart. It's so good talking to you. You as well. I'm just extremely grateful and I'm sending your entire family and everybody who's listening, huge love. Yes. Yes. Wonderful. It's just great. We surf that wave together. Mm. (laughs) 